When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Krishnan, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths. I'm so excited to have you here once again. Today, we are covering the biggest challenges that empaths face. Now, don't get me wrong. Being an empath is a very beautiful thing, and it's something I've had to learn over time. However, it does come with its challenges, and from one empath to another, I know that when you hear this, you'll be able to understand. And if you're not an empath, but let's say you have a lot of friends that are, maybe this can help you to understand them a little bit better. So let's jump into it. I have broken things down as far as the top most biggest challenges that us empaths face on a regular basis. Number one, being misunderstood. Oh my goodness, am I right? Most people don't really understand empaths because we're just a bit more rare. It's not as many empaths out in the world. So whenever you try to explain yourself or maybe you don't like to be around large crowds or go to these big parties or go to, you know, anywhere where there's a lot of noise or chaos, where most people, they enjoy that kind of stuff. They thrive in those environments. They may look at you like, uh-huh, okay, you're weird. Or maybe they think that you're overly emotional when in actuality, you're just bombarded with feeling all of the emotions that you've absorbed. So feeling misunderstood is a big thing that empaths face because there's just not an abundance of empaths out there. If you're feeling misunderstood, the best thing to remember is to just focus on understanding yourself. It's not really your job to make other people understand you or to agree with them or anything like that. Whenever you feel misunderstood, the best thing that you can do is just to take that time to understand yourself. Why do you do the things you do? Why do you feel how you feel? Whose emotions have you picked up? Who are you around? You know, I think if we could see vibrations and energy and emotions floating in the air with all these different colors... And if we could see how we would start absorbing those different emotions, if we started sitting somewhere where someone has a very dominant personality or feeling heavy emotional activity at that time, and we could see, everyone could see what was happening and the empaths in a room were just soaking up all of that energy, they'd be able to say, oh, look, they're absorbing so-and-so's energy or they're taking that on or... How are they doing that? You know, 
um, I think they would be able to understand, but they can't. Nobody can see that. And oftentimes people are so wrapped up in their own mind and their own mental world that it's very difficult for them to understand a lot of things outside of their own personal realm. Where we have such a powerful gift to understand others, others may not always understand us. So maybe they think that, you know, uh, you're just weird, you're antisocial, uh, you never want to do anything fun, you switch things up, one minute you're like this, the next minute you're like that. Well, how come you're like that with them, but then you're different around me? And they just start layering on all these different labels because they're trying to understand you, but they just can't. And that's okay, right? That's okay. We don't need to put our worth or value into someone else's belief about us because we'll go crazy constantly trying to shift that belief. Now, I will cover some ways in which we can help that because I'm sure it does bother you to feel misunderstood and it will take work, but you can train yourself to have a bit more of a stronger sense of self and I'll teach you how to do that soon. So that's the number one thing that most empaths deal with is feeling misunderstood, feeling just misrepresented and feeling that nobody really can connect with them the way they connect with others. The next biggest challenge that most empaths face is social anxiety. Listen, we know Okay, we know we are going to feel stressed out in the social environments, right? Heavy social environments, especially if you haven't built a shell just yet. So if you're around all these different types of people, particularly if you're around people in a social environment where the energy is a bit lower. So say you go to a certain place of consciousness where It's lower poverty. It is a place where a lot of people are sick. So let's say you're going to hospitals, things like that. Even for me as a child growing up, going to churches, any place where there are an abundance of people, but the collective energy is held in a low vibration, that's going to do more than just make you feel a little bit anxious. It's really going to hinder you in some way that you're going to feel completely drained, just completely zapped of your energy. And so because you're aware of that, you may begin to feel anxious in going to different places where there's an abundance of people. A lot of times we can pick up on different vibes or energy that we're so perceptive to, but consciously we're not aware of. And I think that's what makes it challenging because you can't even pinpoint exactly what's bothering you. It's not, oh, that person over there said that to me, or they looked at me weird, or they did this, or or they did that. It's just an overwhelming sensation of feeling those emotions around you. So you may get social anxiety and to the outside, people think that maybe you lack social skills or 
you know, maybe people just make you nervous or people are scary to you and that's not your case as an empath. That is the case to some people that may struggle being around others because they don't have the best social skills or they don't know how to socialize or they don't know how to connect with other people. Maybe they grew up in a very isolated environment as a child and so whenever they meet people, they just don't know what to say. They don't know how to connect to them. I've met so many people that whenever they meet someone, they start crying. They don't know what to do. They literally freeze. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to be comforting. They don't know how to console someone. That's not your issue. That's not your issue at all. That's an issue of another demographic that I don't cater to. (laughs) That I don't cater. I try to my best to cater to as many people as possible, but that's not our problem is what I'm trying to say. So that is something that we struggle with because we know We're going to feel the heaviness of that environment. The next challenge of an empath is burnout and fatigue. We get burnt out so easily. And a lot of times people don't really know why. They don't understand why you're burned out. Why are you so tired? You didn't do anything. You didn't exert an enormous amount of physical energy Um, So why are you so burned out? And it's challenging, but when you're an empath and you haven't got enough time with yourself, you haven't gotten that retreating time, you haven't got enough time for self-care, you haven't got enough time to tune into your own feelings, your own emotions, even if you are on social media a lot, even if you're on dating apps, and then you have other demands that are coming your way for work or whatever the case may be that you may have your commitments towards, you will get burned out. Even if you're doing something that you're enjoying, empaths hold this incredible source of energy within themselves that's just refilling itself. But without the ability to recharge and to cleanse and to release and to let go, it's going to slowly fill up until you're going to run into burnout. So when you're running into that burnout and other people are struggling to understand, why are you so burned out? You had the day off yesterday. Well, you're off on the weekends. Why are you so burned out? That's just not enough time, especially if you have several demands coming your way. And typically, empaths are some of people's favorite people, so they want to talk to them. They want to reach out to them. They feel understood. They feel like they're connected to whenever they meet an empath. So it's not going to be bizarre to have a lot of people reaching out to you. Hey, how are you doing? Let me tell you about my problems. Let me tell you what happened the other day. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. That's going to be a common thing that comes up for you. So it can be really difficult to recharge and to feel rested, fully rested. That's kind of rare for an empath to feel fully rested. Even if you are completely alone, you have days off, you're trying your best. If you're still connected 
energetically to a lot of people, they will suck the life out of you, even miles away. So it's not a matter of just saying, okay, well, I'm just going to get more time to myself. It's a matter of actually protecting yourself, protecting your energy and being very intentional and putting yourself first. Because here's the thing, and this is why I moved a little bit more in this direction on focusing on empaths, which I am, because there's a lot of people out there that are not empaths, that are focused on the self-love movement, the self-care movement. And that's great. Everyone needs that. Everybody needs to be able to love and accept themselves, to build a relationship with themselves. Absolutely. But some of it is taking a very narcissistic approach, which is the complete opposite of an empath. And so some people that need to practice more empathy and giving back to the world and having that sense of purpose with others around them, they're just filling their own cup without actually helping anyone else. An empath is never going to have that problem. An empath is always going to overflow with loving energy, healing energy, because that is their nature by design. So by Pouring back into yourself as an empath, you just create a bit more balance so that you can really survive in this world. So that's another reason why I wanted to shift a little bit in my direction of who I'm speaking to because I want to support the people that do amazing in this world, the people that don't feel heard or even seen and That to me is very, very important because we need as many resources as possible so we can enjoy life just like everyone else. Another challenge that an empath is going to face is going to be lack of a sense of self. So not so much of a defined identity, which may or may not be a good thing. Now, this is something that I struggle with because I'm just more of an open person, open-minded. And although I have these physical identities that mm, most of the time it's other people placing me in different boxes according to their own perceptions and biases than myself, I just love feeling free. I don't like limitations. And so for me, that also comes with not having so much of a strong identity I think the only thing that makes it a con is that it makes it difficult for people to connect with you quickly. It makes it difficult for marketing. Absolutely. (laughs) You try building a brand and representing yourself in such a way that people see you, they get you. I'm not that person. I just, I'm not. So... You know, some people wear their identity on their sleeve and you can see it as soon as you see them coming. You're like, oh, I know exactly, you know, how that person is wrapped up because they put a lot into their sense of self. So an empath may not have that sense of self as strong, one, because they're so used to picking up the energy of other people 
the identities of other people, the emotional mimicry, they're so used to doing that and also serving on a regular basis that they don't really take the time to explore themselves or discover who they are. And so if you take some more time to just figure out the things that you like, what are your preferences? What do you enjoy? What do you enjoy doing? A lot of times your identity is going to come more from what you enjoy doing versus what you like, right? It can come from what you like too, but it's going to come from more of your daily duties and also come more from your passions, what you're passionate about. That's going to drive a bit more of your identity. But it can also be challenging to get a style. Oh man, like sometimes I envy seeing people that are so fashionable and so well put together with like their styles and everything. It's like, oh, it's so cool. Like it fits you. Like that's so neat. I love that. And I try really hard, but it's just not, I don't know. It's something I have to work on, but I just like what I like. If I think something looks nice, if I like the way I feel in it, then I buy it and I go from there. But I would love to strengthen more of that personal brand. Having a personal brand for me is something that is challenging. So yeah, I can understand any of you empaths out there. If you feel like you're just kind of like this floating free spirit, you're like, man, I want to have a personal brand. I want to have, you know, all these things. I want to be fashionable and stylish and, you know, all that. Don't worry. We're going to, we're going to get it together. We're going to have a style. We're going to, <laughs> um, but e- either way, even if you don't think you have a personal brand, you do, you absolutely do. And we will dive into that a bit later, but people do perceive you a certain way and you do have certain quirks about you that people pick up on that maybe you don't realize. So trust me, we'll get there. But I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. So I'm like, I just need a stylist. Like, this is what I like. This is what I like to do. Spend time with me and then just like make my style, make me look fashionable and, and just, Ah, wonderful. Like, do that for me, please. (laughs) So then the next biggest challenge that an empath will face, and this is a big one, this is a really big one, is that they're going to attract low vibrational people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you why. One, empaths are going to typically attract narcissists because... A narcissist wants to do what? It wants to look in its own mirror all the time. It wants to feed into itself. It's very self-centered and it can only really see itself. So when a narcissist meets an empath, that empath does what? They reflect back any emotions that that narcissist may be projecting, whether it's agitation or it's sadness or it's whatever the case may be. Narcissists don't typically express like remorse or, you know, like feeling bad or anything like that, but they do have emotions. Like they are people. You do get that, right? (laughs) Like, wait wait a minute, guys. Like, come, come on, come on now. I think, I think I need to do a series on just talking about overly used toxic words that are just 
stop using them because we don't know what we're talking about sometimes, half the time. But narcissists are still people. They're just very self-centered. They're going to always do something for their own personal gain. But they do feel emotions. They just don't feel remorse a lot of times. They don't always feel that compassion for other people or understanding. They don't really care to. That doesn't benefit them at all to have a sense of compassion and understanding for something that they're not going to benefit from. But an empath will just naturally reflect what's in its environment. So they attract narcissists, which narcissists will take advantage of them at times. If it's for their own personal gain, they'll just keep soaking it up and getting what they're enjoying out of that person and uh, can be really draining. It can feel disheartening. For someone that's an empath because you feel like once again, nobody is really connecting with you. They're connecting with how you're making them feel, which is a majority of people, but there's still not that deep bond where you feel seen. You feel seen. You feel loved. You feel accepted. You feel cared for. You feel that someone's pouring into you, right? So that can be a little disheartening. It can really make you lose faith in humanity. Not only do you attract narcissists, you may attract a lot of broken people, people that are just wanting to feel something people that are dealing with depression, people that are dealing with anger, people that are dealing with just being in these low places in their lives. Now, let me do this disclaimer. It doesn't mean that, you know, people that are dealing with depression or, you know, trauma or anything like that, that they're bad people. They're just in the place that they're in. But for an empath, that is extremely exhausting. It's taxing. And the person that's dealing with those low emotions, they don't see it. They don't see how it's affecting the other person. They're just kind of shedding this negative energy. They don't really know it even has an effect. They're just expressing themselves. They're calling. They're crying. They're complaining. They're screaming. They're yelling. Um, But the thing is, it gets draining because majority of the time, they don't actually come out of those negative emotions. It could be years, it could be decades, and that person can still be there. But they're looking at that empath as this source of reprieve or this light. They're just drawn to their light. And so they're like, oh, I feel like, you know, like a moth to a flame. So it's like they're attracted to empaths because they feel that sense of nurturing and care and all that kind of stuff. So that can be challenging for an empath to deal with that. And I'm just going to keep it real. Listen, we may be empaths. We may have that capability of deep compassion and care and all that kind of stuff. And although we do enjoy being caring and giving back to some extent, 
we want to have fun too. We want to enjoy people's company too. We don't want to be used up by emotional vampires that can't control their own emotions. We want to have fun. We want to be able to be in the environment of positive energy. We want to be around people that are loving and caring as well. We want mutually beneficial relationships. We don't want broken down, low vibe, dragging us down energy. And I'm just gonna speak on that on behalf of the empath committee. Like we don't want it. We attract it, but that's not something we're striving for. You know, um, it's just something that comes our way because we are typically just more open. People will come to us out of nowhere and they'll just start telling us their life story. And they're like, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. It's just, you know, because you feel safe. Empaths help other people feel emotionally safe. But many times people in low vibrations are not emotionally responsible. So we have to learn how to protect ourselves away from that type of energy. And the last challenge that I'm going to cover for an empath is lack of self time. Oh my gosh. It's like you just can't get enough time with yourself. You can't. This just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Even if you don't have children, and if you do have children, well, then forget it. But because empaths enjoy being around, like say, animals, they'll probably have pets, which require care. They are usually very dedicated to their jobs, the things that they do. So there's always something pulling on them. There's always someone calling them. There's always someone needing them. There's always something. They're very needed, that's for sure. They may be misunderstood, but they will always be needed. And that is because people want to feel that connection. They want to feel heard. They want to feel listened to. But for an empath, they just don't get enough time with themselves. Even if they're completely alone, They can spend a lot of time worrying, being anxious, and over-caring about the people that are in their lives or the pets or animals that are in their lives if they're not feeling their best. So a lot of times an empath will put themselves last because they want to make sure everybody is okay, everybody's doing well, because if they're not doing well, well, then it affects us on a much deeper level. But the problem is, is that we keep putting ourselves last, that by the time we get back to ourselves, something else falls off the wagon, right? Someone else is now dealing with another problem. And it's like, you just can't get back to yourself. So you have to prioritize yourself as an empath. I know that can be difficult for some people to understand or grasp or begin to do, but it is absolutely crucial because if you want to bring your best self, be valuable and be able to give in the best way that doesn't demolish your energy, you're going to need to prioritize yourself. And that's just all it is to it. And one more last challenge that I want to mention for an empath is going to be boundaries. 
Boundaries are one of the biggest challenges for an empath to be able to say no, to be able to say, I can't do this, to be able to say, no, thank you. It's not for me. I'm not interested. Go away, whatever. (laughs) It can be very challenging for an empath to set those proper boundaries. So I want you to understand that I hear you. I see you. I know that it's challenging and other people may not understand it. They'll say like, well, why don't you say no? Like, what's the big deal? Like, just say no. Just say you don't want to do it. What's the problem? But it goes so much deeper than that as an empath. So those are just some of those challenges that I know us empaths face. And the powerful thing about it, though, is that once you really understand how to really master yourself, even as an empath, and you get your mindset right, You start to figure out and learn those amazing, deep, magical powers that you have as an empath and you actually begin to use them to your advantage. You are unstoppable, completely unstoppable. You won't be in this place of feeling so weak and burned down and bogged down and feeling like you're never getting enough time for yourself or feeling like, you know, you can't set boundaries, you can't say no, and just feeling like you're dying inside, feeling like you're just kind of dissolving and, you know, nobody's there to see it. Nobody's there to throw their hand out and pull you out. You have to do this for yourself because this is something that's internal. And although this is a part of your natural design, there are ways of managing this so that you can live a full life a life that you'll enjoy, right? So I hope you're excited to learn more of what I have to share. There's a lot more coming up on this topic. Definitely stay tuned for more. And we are here every Tuesday and Saturday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heart Blend Podcast.